This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Three Peaks in the Podcast, the bonus show. Seven games unbeaten, seventh in the league, three wins in a row by two goals to nil at home, and this after struggling to win by two goals for the majority of last season. City are going in the right direction on a very important day in the football calendar. It's transfer deadline day. Last night's poll, uh, City win 83%, 2% lose, 15% draw. So congratulations to everyone on getting that one right. Matt is with me as always. And Matt, your key takeaways from last night, please. Another good win. Um, some some really good moments. Some um, edgy of your seat defending at times. Um, but I think, as I said the weekend, we're, we're going to expect to see some of that because of the way that, that we want to play. Um Quite a performance from from Tommy last night. Um, I thought Naki was was outstanding, uh, but yeah, it was a, a again a good win. I thought they were a poor side, Huddersfield, certainly early on, and 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 really when it went one 0 and then it was a bit close. I thought I'll be disappointed if we don't win this because they're they're not really in the best of form, are they? So, but yeah, another win, um, and as you say, seventh. I think what a point off a of third. Yeah, something um, along those lines. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah really and I, I, I just touching on Huddersfield very briefly. I, I kept saying to the to the person next to me, um, "It's a good job Huddersfield can't score, can't shoot." <laughs> kept getting them off target. It, it, it felt like that towards the end, didn't there? there? Seemed to be a couple of moments that they were were in really good positions. But yeah. um, I mean, I, I felt we were the better side. Yeah, um, but we just just seemed to be a little bit nervous at times last night. But yeah, yeah you know, so that, another good win and, and all the points you made around what we didn't do last season, we're starting to do this season. So, yeah, yeah, it was only two games towards the end of the season when, you know, everyone's sort of winding down that we that we did win by um, by two clear goals. I think it was 3-1 at Derby and 5-0 home yeah. to Hull, wasn't it? So, and and it's, it's great to read lots of positive comments in terms of I'm really enjoying the watch, and which we've not really had for probably three seasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a step in the right right direction. Yeah, I didn't know you had a new watch. Um, all right, Lee's three words are hitting heady heights. Uh, so an early WWE reference in there for Andy Hall and co, Triple H. Right, admin. Um, happy 70th birthday to Steve Lansdowne the other day. Um, it's soon to be 25 years on the board, wow. a quarter of a century on the board. Um, and also it's Dylan Kaji's birthday today. He's uh, turning 19. So uh, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to both, yeah. Um, it was a 100th club appearance for Zach Viner yesterday. And also, a little random one I picked up just before we started, Lee Miller, remember Lee Miller? I do, remember Lee Miller, His yeah. son made his debut last night for Motherwell to become their youngest ever player. Did he? Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, an interesting one to see. Congratulations. Lee, Miller, Lee Miller's not changed at all. <laughs> no, from no at same hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, not changed um, at all. Yeah, so and just back to Steve Lansdowne very briefly. I, I posted a Three Peeps Classic episode, which was a um, an edited version of the two interviews we did back in April last year. So um, have a listen to that. Um, posted that one on his actual birthday. Let's bring in our guest, um, Dave Febs. Uh, this is a this is a BS sixteen podcast special because we're all in in that postcode. And Dave, how are you this morning? I'm really well. Oh, it's, it's nice waking up after a 
a win and three points and a clean sheet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm well. Hope you go far well. Too. Yeah, no, good for doing good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for coming on. Um, we're going to go through the starting lineup very quickly. So, we had Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, Sykes, James, Scott, De Silva, Vyman, Conway, and Wells. Obviously, Dave Sykes coming back into the team, um, straight back in, uh, was no massive surprise for me. Williams dropping out, obviously, is again. He, he's more or less said he won't play him twice in a week. Um, but James and not Masengo, your thoughts on that lineup? Um, I don't think it was massively unexpected. I, I think you, you called it there. I, I think the only thing you might have seen is would Masengo start was if James wasn't, you know, ready to start a, you know, a, a, and, and play as much of a ninety as possible. But I do think some of that might be, you know, the Masengo contract situation as well in that. He said to him in the past, you know, he can't consider him, and he's played. He'll play him when he when he needs to, which he which he's done when James has been out. Um, and unfortunately, that's the kind of situation. Um, hopefully, it might give Hannah kick up the backside to sign the contract, and then he can then he can play. It's an interesting one, Matt, isn't it? Um, we've spoken about this um, around the Masengo contract situation. It's transfer deadline day today. Uh, he's with us until January unless he goes anywhere today and then he's got his Instagram account which you picked up on he's always in a Bristol City shirt he clearly loves the area what what can happen what what happens next it, it, it's a strange one isn't it it's a strange one I I you look at a, a player who seems to be really happy um has put in some of his best performances since he's been with us over the last few weeks um but doesn't there doesn't seem to be any indication whatsoever that he is going to sign a new contract. So I, I fully expect him to to probably see it out to, to the end of the season um, and then go off. And, and you kind of understand because of the probably what that means financially, but you also have to look at it and say, but what does it mean for your football career and for your, your, your well-being in, because as I said, he's I, I can't imagine he's going to be any more loved at any other club in the world than he is currently <laughs> at ours. Um I was surprised, as I said on the podcast the weekend, that, that he was subbed at half time because I didn't think he was that bad on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I called it straight away. As soon as Matty James was fit, I knew Matty James would come back in because Nigel Pearson loves him. Um and he, he had a he had a Matty James game last night. He, he was steady, didn't really do anything wrong. But the tempo just changes completely for me in the midfield w- with him in there. So um, I don't, I don't want to sound critical of that, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. But yeah, I, I don't expect a hand to stay. Whether someone comes in today with a cheeky, even half a million, do you know what I mean? Something like that. Would that be enough to say, well, look, yeah, we'll 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 reinvest. Mm. For me, probably not. I'd keep him to the end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. More value, value on the pitch. Yeah. Value on the pitch, as they say, yeah. yeah. Um, and Dave, just touching on the bench as well, O'Leary, Tanner, Wilson, Williams, Masengo, Martin, Semenyo. You know, any of those could, could grace the starting eleven, really, couldn't they? It was a, it's a strong bench. Yeah, I tweeted out before the game that, you know, it's probably the first time we've had a really strong bench. It's obviously going to be strong with, with Antoine on it. But, yeah, no, it it, it, it looks good. Yeah. Um, and, it, and for me, it meant that we could... You know, give a ninety-five minute performance. I'm not as quite as down as people are are on Nigel subs or on how we've played second half. I think you know sometimes the results and perhaps us, us dropping points from leading positions have maybe clouded how we played in some of those second halves. But I did think going into last night, it would really 
give us the opportunity to, you know, either kick on and score again as we did, or you know, hold hold out. And uh, and so yeah, no, it, it it makes a difference. I, I go back to last season, and we started off with quite a weak bench for quite a number of games at the start of last season. And once again, it was Antoine coming back, albeit then getting injured again. That kind of gave us our our first strong bench of the season at QPR. So it kind of parallels with that. And uh, I think if we can keep the majority of those, you know, people who are going to play a lot of first team starts, keep them fit, then we're you know, we should be all right. Yeah, that's quite a critical point, Matt, isn't it? Is keeping those players fit. If we can keep hold of them today after yeah. the transfer deadline day and keep them fit, um, you know, we've still got Callas to come back one one day maybe uh, i mean it's an it's an interesting one with Callas, isn't it because the, the 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 silence is deafening um i'm sure and i might be wrong but i'm sure i saw him in clips in austria so he was there whether there's been some reoccurring injury i don't know um he's been on the grass at various things it just seems very strange he's not being featured or talked about i think radio bristol said last night that it's a question that they want to ask um, the other one that's strange for me was Cam Pring again. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand having the two right-footed right wing backs. I know Kane and probably even George could play the other side, but Cam gives you more of that balance. So again, that's still a, an area for me with Cam Pring. That is it because Nigel Pearson just doesn't fancy him? I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, another interesting one was Sykes coming straight back into the team. I think you know he did get sent off to miss the game through suspension the three games but yeah. the impact that he's had since he started more or less from the second pre-season friendly Matt that we've alluded to yeah. before um, great for him to just come straight back into the I, team. I, I think you've got Alex Scott playing there and doing a job but he doesn't want him to necessarily play there and he again you know Wilson Tanner he thinks Sykes is above them so it, he didn't kind of really lose the shirt, did he? Or they they didn't come in in. There's no one that then played to to keep it. So yeah. yeah, I think that was a no brainer. Sykes coming back in. Okay, let's go through the minutes then. So as usual, we have our first five minute attack and really good opportunity. So it's the fourth minute. It's James out wide to Sykes. The cross comes in and it's cleared. Vineman hits the rebound right footed. Takes a slight knee off of Wells, which actually puts it more on target. Hits the post. Scott gets the ball from Jada Silva. Hits a right foot bending shot. That's saved. And then Conway following up. His block just goes wide. And uh, what an explosive start, Dave. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a well-built move down the, down the right-hand side, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure what their keeper was on last night because he <laughs> struggled to claim a lot of balls. And he was the... The kind of number one keeper, wasn't he last last year in the in the EFL kind of rating made the made the team of the year. But yeah, no, it's um you're right. I I, I didn't pick up at the time until I watched the highlights that it, it picked up a little deflection off off Naki Wells to take yeah, it on target. Same. And I'm not sure if the keeper got a hand on it as well. He might have tipped it onto the post. Um, but I think I think Naki thought he'd scored. Actually, he was almost, he was almost wheeling away, thinking it, it it was it was going in. And then yeah, Scott had a shot. I don't I don't I'm not sure it was the most convincing shot, and it falls out to Tommy who. There was a little bit of shirt holding by their their yeah. player and probably Tommy Tommy on them as well, but it we couldn't really see what was happening. I, I set up in an A four, some kind of like the, the complete um, opposite, you know, side and angle from uh, to to see to see anything anything closely. But I guess the keeper almost like dropped it back on hit Tommy's knee and, and went wider. I think if Tommy had been between the 
the, the post, it would it would have rebounded in. So yeah, no, that no, was a good. It was a you know, as you say, a typical kind of we we got out of the traps really well. Yeah, um, you, you come to expect that sort of reaction from Vyman to get that shot away, uh, Matt. And also, uh, it was great to see Scott whipping that ball in a little bit Joe Bryan esque. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he just the keeper made a bit of a meal of it, but it was good to see. Yeah, excellent. Um, the keeper I thought looked like some sort of young trialist. He, he just seemed so nervous early on, um, and. I, I thought again we were going to take advantage of that. There were a couple of moments, weren't there? But yeah, I mean, you, you expect it from Andy Vyman and, and good to see Scotty looking to to attack him, um, getting another shot away, and and Tommy appealing for the shirt pull again. You're never going to get that, are you? It's yeah. 50, not that 50, early. 50, so yeah. Okay, 14th minute. It's a headed chance for Jordan Rhodes after a cross from the left, then a corner for Huddersfield, and it's a free header, and luckily it's headed over from close range. So, Dave, early signs of uh, Huddersfield in the game and creating opportunities. Yeah, I think Sorba Thomas playing as a kind of left forward's a, a real threat, isn't he? He's a really, really tidy player, and I think he stretched that side of our defence quite a bit throughout, throughout the game. And uh, the, the cross from Rhodes, I, when... I don't think it kind of came off the back of Rhodes' head, but I thought it was going in. I thought Bentley was beaten, and I, and he might well have been had it had it been on target. It was a, a pretty good header from from Rhodes, and then the, as you say, the corner. I think we we did enough to make sure Tom Lee's got got underneath it and, and headed over. But yeah, it's certainly a, a little bit of a, a sign that they weren't just going to give us the three points last night. Yeah, absolutely. Sixteenth um, minute, Matt. It's Wells winning the ball back well and striding forward, gaining lots of yardage. Nakit Wells' effort that he's put in so far this season. Um, it, it, we, we've we've seen it in flashes before, but um, it's been consistent. Um, and we'll come, we'll come on to what happens a bit later. But yeah, yeah the way he, he came back and ushered, ushered that man out of the way, got the ball and stride him forward, gaining loads of yards. It was fantastic to see. I've not seen Naki Wells playing as well as he's been playing these last half a dozen games or whatever it was since Coventry in his City career. Um, you know, you, you talk about flashes. I've never seen him work as hard as he's working. Um, I've never seen him as passionate as he is about it all. Um, you know, I said the weekend at Blackpool, coming off the pitch at the end of the game, came right over to the fans, punching his chest, um, applauding the fans. I think he's been excellent. Um, and, and we've referenced on here quite often, it's the partnership. And even late in the game, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the subs and Antoine, they didn't work as well as a partnership. And that, and that's the thing I think Tommy Conway and Naki Wells are giving you. It's a front two that are really working well together. Antoine gives you something completely different, as we as we mm. know. But yeah, I, th- I think Naki's been absolutely superb. And Pearson's often praised his attitude throughout, hasn't he? So... Yeah, your view on um, Naki Wells, Dave, in terms of his performances this season? Uh, I think I've come campaigned on the podcast for the last few years that he should be playing up front with in a two, and we've seen him so many times on the right of a three and, and in a different positions. But this is clearly where he thrives. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you know we're, we're we're not professionals, but from the outside looking in, it looked like he was bought without a plan, didn't it? It was almost, well, Josh Brownhill's going to Burnley. Who are Burnley got who we can get? Oh, Naki Wells. Yeah, he's kind of got a great record. Let's, let's buy him. And, and yeah, I don't think I don't think the plan was there. And then throughout his time here, you know, his, his goals record's not been too bad. Um, he looked quite good with Chris Martin, nearly part of Dean Holden's reign. Um, and then obviously, 
we started to drop a few points. We lost probably Vyman and Patterson, didn't we, through injury, and I think that really affected Dean's kind of way of playing with that those kind of two flying eights. And then he got shunted out onto the you know left wing for a lot of games and Antoine out on the right wing as well. So we didn't see a lot of Antoine centrally either, as I, as I digress a bit. And then last season, you know, I, I thought there were times when surely he's going to play Naki Wells today instead of Chris Martin, for example. And it, and it, and it just didn't happen. And it, but he's kept his attitude. He's obviously doing a really good job off the pitch with the youngsters. He, in the BBC Radio Bristol interview last night, he made a, you know, another, there's a big play around his relationship with Tommy Conway. And I think, you know, Matt, you're right, that partnership is is really good. And it must have been a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, I put Wigan to see Toby get the start with Chris Martin and Naki not, because you'd have thought, you know, senior partner and all that kind of thing. And and, and he didn't. And then he's come back in in the, you know, the, was, it, was it Luton next? Or I think maybe it was Coventry the Cup game he did, did well as well. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's really looked good. You know, he's now playing he's a bit like the Naki Wells that I first saw at Bradford, where yeah. he's kind of involved in it. And la- last night, I actually thought he started quite slowly and uh, gave a couple of you know loose touches away. And I and I did wonder whether there was a bit of pressure on him with Antoine back on the bench, thinking, God, if I don't do something today, I might That's be back great. on the bench again. It's great and, competition. And, and, yeah, and but then from like moment, minute fifteen onwards, just getting. It's like his timing of his runs is good, you know. Even though when he's challenging and pressing defenders, getting little touches and little toes away yeah. and winning the ball back for us, I thought it was a really important role he played for us last night. And I'm, and I'm really pleased for him as well because he's not moaned, he's yeah. not sold, he's not a smiler when things aren't going wrong. But I don't think that's really him not putting effort in or anything like that. So yeah, I'm pleased for him. Yeah. I love the fact that even when he's he's played well and we're winning and he gets subbed off five minutes from end to the end. He's still disappointed. He wants to play, <laughs> and I don't know if that's because I don't know what his record is. Actually, Dave, Dave may know. In terms of finishing ninety minutes for us, um, there can't be a huge amount of games. I, I would imagine that he has, but yeah, I think again, everything we just said there is that his attitude is first class, isn't it? So, and also he's he's thirty two now, so he's almost maybe thinking this is my last chance to get a full good season in 10 yeah. plus goals well, he's also got the fact that he's out of contract at the end of the season if he has a good season he's going to be wanted by a lot of clubs isn't he um i'd like to think we'll be discussing terms with him um because yeah. the way he's playing he's he's certainly an asset isn't he well, let's hope he has yeah. a an andy vyman type season exactly in terms of return yeah. Um, right, into the 20th minute, Viner puts Sykes away. Cross whipped in, but it's too quick for the strikers and it comes to nothing. But a couple of times, Dave, Sykes got away down the left um, and, and was, you know, almost ahead of everybody else and whips across in. And unfortunately, there was no one there on this occasion. Yeah, no, I think it was a, certainly a feature of the pre-season games as well, both with um, Kane Wilson and Sykes that were able to get our wing backs pretty high up the pitch from, you know, from early phase of the possession, but also then get them in as well. And sometimes it's that little first time ball around the corner or a ball going back into Zach Viner and then him sliding off the kind of second second run. And I thought we we did that quite well at, at times. Um I think on that particular occasion, I don't think there was anyone really in the middle, was there? It was almost no. one of the ones where he needed perhaps just to to just stand on the ball for a couple of seconds and wait for people to join up. I think some of that's because he is so quick and we saw that going back the other way as well how, how quick he is and how quick he's at getting back in so yeah no he, 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 you know there's some good kind of ways that we're playing at the moment where we can 
getting behind teams and open them up, which is which is really encouraging. Yeah, and we're also starting to see Jada Silva doing the same on the other side as well, which is which is encouraging. Twenty um, fifth minute, Matt. It's another great headed chance for Huddersfield at the back post, and luckily it's a poor header from Turton. Was it Turton? Was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was their threat, really, wasn't it? They, I mean, they they the, they've got the big lad in youngster in central midfield from from Chelsea scored two the weekend, I think. And there's another big lad in there as well. Um, and they're quite, quite a an That's it, yeah. They're quite a physical side. Um, but I, I've, I felt the only way that they were likely to, to score against us, certainly in that first half, was was from a, a cross coming in and, and, and getting a header on it. Um, I thought we defended reasonably well in the first half. I thought Atkinson got his head on a, a couple of um, balls. But yeah, there was one. Was that the one with Turton where he was kind of left it on his own at the back post? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And Jay, Jay sort of turned around questioning whoever around him because it seemed there was like a, a real overload at the back. It was two yeah. or three, it felt it was there. So it's like, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, quite knows what had happened there. But yeah, it wasn't the greatest of header. But, um, he should have, should have done better with it. Yeah. Yeah. 31st minute, great work from Atkinson striding forward. Um, and it eventually falls, I think, to Vyman and it sort of sits up well. And Jay De Silva lashes a, a left foot at it and it's on target. I'm bang in line with that. Um, and a great save from the keeper. But uh, great to see, as I just said, Jada Silva getting forward and getting shots in and on target, Dave. Yeah, I think one of my criticisms of Jay is that when he gets into those positions, he doesn't do enough. Sometimes I think he picks an area rather than picks a player. And, you know, I won't uh, talk about it a few minutes later. I won't explore that fun. But um, <laughs> it definitely, he's playing well. I thought our wing-backs were really good for us last night going going in, in in both directions and Jay certainly looks back to the kind of the form when he first came here on loan I love watching him his, his touch is sublime and you know and yeah. I and I think with the right players around him you know you're going to get the ball back off him I, I think in, in mm. it's is, one of those things you know you can go get a ball into him and he's going to control it and you're going to yeah. get it back so That's you can make it saying. make a positive run run for it I think you know Alex Scott and probably Masengo in some of the earlier games has benefited from that, from knowing they've got an outlet, but they also can can get the ball back if they make the right run as well. But yeah, no, he's he's getting into more dangerous positions. I think I think he's better when he actually um, cuts inside onto onto his right foot, not that he's necessarily going to going to shoot with his right foot. But I think his close control makes it very difficult for a defender, certainly if it's a right foot defender, to then tackle him that way without maybe giving away a, a foul. But yeah, I think he's. He's playing some decent stuff this this, this season, Jay. He receives the ball in tight areas, doesn't he? And you always feel that he's going to come out with it because, he's like you say, his quick feet is is, is quality on the ball. And that's um, what we've seen, haven't we, since we've had him, is that ability yeah, but, to do that. Exactly. I mean, he, he, he has had a dip, but you also you've got to appreciate with him, he's a young man again. You know, this, this is, I, I don't know how old Jay is, 22, 23, I don't know. Um, yeah, is he? yeah. Um, but he's, he's, you know, he's still still young. Um, but I, I thought it was a really, really strong performance from him last week. Um, following on from a n- number of other ones as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. There's a couple of great runs from Conway after that. One isn't spotted, 
and one is um, the one that was spotted. He was again sort of in the like Sykes was early on up there with with not a lot of support. Um, so he does get the ball, pulls the ball back into a good position around the penalty spot, and yeah, no one's on the end of it, and it's cleared. But just before that, he did make a great run, and he wasn't spotted. And we've picked up on this before, Dave, with with City, and I think for me, it's one of the key differences with Premier League and Championship is. If that's a, a Premier League striker with a Premier League midfielder running through, it's pinged straight away without any hesitation. Yeah, I think was that was that the example when Alex Scott got the ball in the kind of centre circle. I think he was like facing the wrong way to start with. By the time he turned and got his head up, I think that, you know from my angle it looked like they just kind of blocked that pass, or it was it'd have to be a you know an absolute worldy pass to mm. to be able to put him in. Um, so he just kind of missed that opportunity. But but he didn't miss the opportunity for the pass a few minutes later, did he? So no, and it's good to see you know those runs being made, uh, making the space to try and get in behind. But yeah, it just needs just needs to be picked up on. Thirty uh, sixth minute. If ever a man deserved a goal, it's Naki Wells. Scott sees Vyman's run, but he initially struggles to bring it down. It's almost does a little hop, skip, and a jump to try and reach the ball. Uh, Vyman then pulls it back to Jay De Silva, who just pushes the ball out of his feet really well gets a great cross in and Wells rises between two defenders Matt to head home for 1-0 what a header what a goal what a cross um, you know I, I make no bones I've been critical of Jay for his crossing you know, he tends to over hit a lot I don't know what he's been doing in training but last night he was on the money with with a number of crosses and that one in particular great movement from Naki um, and a really really good header um, and you could see exactly what it meant to him. I mean, he's playing against um, a former team. Mm. There was no, you know, I'm not celebrating. He was delighted. Um, and as you said, absolute reward for for the performances of late when he's not perhaps got the headlines or the goals. Um, last night, yeah, superb. 143 appearances in the league and 44 goals for Huddersfield. Yeah. Yeah. Point, uh, yeah, not did he go to Huddersfield from Bradford? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He did, yeah. And like like Dave said, that's that's where you really. I mean, he was obviously younger then, but you really remembered him and knew what a good player he was. So yeah. Yeah. Richie deserved goal, Dave, wasn't it, Fanaki? Yeah, it was. We, it, I, I think you know, leading up to that chance that the Silver had, and then obviously the cross, we'd we'd had quite a quiet period in the game, haven't we? But I think one of the things I really liked last night was we didn't panic. We still try to play if we had to recycle the ball and go back through Viner to Naismith to Atkinson and back again. That's what we did. They they made a bit of a, a tactical change as well. That the Anjurin, who'd started a little bit deeper, went and played on Atkinson a little bit more. And therefore we couldn't play out. And that's why we were struggling for a bit. But what it did do was that it meant Vyman was only then looked after by John Russell. Yeah. And he ran him ragged all night. He dragged him here, he dragged him there. And Russell looked knackered after a, after an hour from chasing Andy Vyman around. I, th- I think we all would be, wouldn't we, as well? I could watch it, yeah. But but therefore, I think it was you know it was Vyman had got free of of Russell for Scott's pass and had then peeled onto their um, right side of centre back. Probably, I, I think it might have been Tom Lee's. I'm not sure, but and therefore we, we that was kind of us getting a bit of space. So we showed that patience, and eventually we did create that kind of bit of time for Scott in midfield and he picked the pass and the you know, goal ultimately led from there. So it was kind of quite good to see us not resorting to going, oh, well, we can't play out from the back, therefore we'll bang it long. We actually 
stuck to our guns and ultimately we you know we got our rewards for us so i was really pleased for that and you know naki as we said a little bit earlier yeah it's a great header he's actually pretty decent in the air when he gets gets the chances um he did say on the interview didn't he last night that's the the, the first assist since jesus or from jay since his debut really? against derby wow. yeah really? when he Start adding that to his game as well. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was another great night in the Legends Lounge for the former Players Association yesterday. Uh, we had Paul Cheesley, obviously, Trevor Tayton, Dave Rogers, Gary Hours, Jeff Merrick, Jerry Sweeney, um, and Chris Honor was, was in there as well. Let's hear from Rose from the former Players Association. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you. Okay, so the halftime summary from Rob is in. Not our usual vibrant start. All all a bit stop-start. Overall energy, not what it what it has been of late. All a bit flat, to be honest. James offers control, but is game the right tempo for everyone else? Question mark. Overall pace of the game suiting Huddersfield better and a real chance for which they should have scored. Coincidence or not, we look better when it when the play is faster. Vyman, Wells, Conway, Sykes, quiet for most of the half. And then the goal. Great cross, great header. Need to keep the intensity up. We are so much better when we do. Matt, um, pick up on a few points there. You thought Sykes was quiet in the most of the first half. I, I That's the bit I disagreed with. I'd say the same with Vyman um, and Wells. Tommy definitely, in terms of his recent performances, although he was still putting a shift in. Um, I mean, you know, it's like it's it's, it's all about opinions, isn't it? Rob Rob saw it that way. I I didn't see that with Sykes. I thought Sykes was what you expect, energetic. Um, some of what he tried didn't come off, but um, yeah, and and Vyman was non-stop running. Um, yeah. And I think it goes back to the point Dave was made. They they tactically made a change that, that stopped us being able to play out, but we didn't then go long for the sake of it. We we at least kept the ball and tried to to sort of build through. So yeah, I know it, it was probably not as eye-catching an attacking performance in the first half last night as we've seen of late, but I still think there was a lot of good football played. But was that because, Dave, of James being in there, it was more controlled? If Massane goes in there, it's a little bit more up and back, a bit more sporadic. Is that Was that the key difference in that first half? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, Huddersfield are a well-drilled side. You know, they've, they've lost a couple of key players in Toffolo and um, O'Brien. O'Brien. But they're still a good side. They're still a team that have, you know, played together under, under Corbett and now Schofield for the best part of two seasons playing a, you know, a, a style of football that they're all used to. Um, so I think sometimes it's a bit easy to knock City and not give credit to to, to Huddersfield. I, I thought it was kind of one of those games 
where if you were kind of a boxing score, they give kind of there was quite a lot of even rounds during that first half. But I thought we probably had more of the ones where we landed some punches than, than them. And I thought we deserved to be ahead. You know, it's probably not not by a lot, um, but I thought we were definitely ahead on on points at, at half time. But I thought we we played all right. I think if we look back at how we've played in, you know, the past 18 months, two years, three years, that was a pretty good performance first yeah. half. There was some really nice stuff to watch. There was, there was some really good little link-ups between Atkinson, De Silva and Scott in that kind of left attacking channel where they clipped a little cut of balls in, you know, yeah. in into into gaps and you had Scott running on top. I thought there was some really positive stuff out there. Yeah. But it didn't, I don't think we you know, it certainly wasn't as open a game as it was at, at Blackpool at, at, at the weekend. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to give Huddersfield a bit of credit for saying, actually, you know, we're we're trying to stop you playing. So, yeah, no, I, it, I was largely positive on it. Mm. Um, and I wasn't sat there, you know, biting my nails thinking, God, this is, you know, yeah. any team could score at any minute. And I, yeah. I'm quite, I quite like that really. A bit boring when it comes to that. Yeah, we've 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 afforded ourselves a little bit of confidence in recent in recent weeks. Um, you you talking about that boxing analogy? It reminds me in the early days of the bonus show. I'm I'm sure we split the game into ten minute segments. And I think we of, did, yeah, 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 like yeah. like a, yeah. a boxing score. So we'll yeah. maybe bring that yeah. back at some point. <laughs> I do that in fifteen minute chunks. To be honest, when I'm right. looking at a game, I thought, yeah. you know, did because you could say, oh, did we win the first half? Did we win the second half? But I think if you kind of you do go that little bit. You'll 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 find positives and negatives rather than a you know yeah. a blanket positive or negative. You can kind of have a bit of a mixed match through through a game. You're you're right, though, Dave. You you've got to look at the opposition as well and give them the credit that stop us playing. So, um, I'd I'd almost prefer the control and the way that we retained the ball last night than actually how open it was on Saturday against Blackpool. <laughs> you know, yeah, very entertaining and exciting stuff. But actually, I was more nervous Saturday than I was last night. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I did look at Huddersfield, Matt, and I must say I was quite uh, taken with their kit, the blackout yeah, kit with nice. the blackout I sponsor. I don't know if there was a, you know, what the, the relevance of it was, if it's an, at some sort of special... No, yeah, I don't kit know. Or for any reason, but yeah, I thought it looked really smart. But the sponsor can't be uh, very happy having their their sort of <laughs> yeah, their, their sponsor is. written in black on a black shirt. Dave, yeah, they they were the ones a couple of seasons ago had the Paddy Power. Oh, was satchel, that? Wasn't it, for, ah, right, right. Yeah. So I wonder whether there's there's something linked to that at all in terms of doing something a bit. I'm not sure it's wacky, is it? But you know, doing something different with yeah. the with the sponsors who was yeah. it on kits as well who was it yesterday i saw a, a lovely black and white striped one on on twitter that because it's the it's their their hundredth uh hundred was year Watford? anniversary Watford, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right i thought yeah. that looked really smart as well yeah but we could talk about kits all day right let's get on with the game uh 47th minute is a huddersfield corner the header comes goalward bentley gets a hand on it which almost seems to guide it from going over onto the bar, I don't know what you think about that one. And then Conway's on on the line to react fastest to get in between two two Huddersfield strikers and uh, whip the ball away. So heart and mouth moment, Dave. There. Yeah, I yeah, see. I'm sixty, and I'm longer, probably hundred yards away from from the incident. <laughs> it almost looked like Bentley punched the bar rather than the ball, and therefore right. it almost like pushed the bar up. But yeah, it was a fantastic reaction from um, from Tommy Conway on the line because. If you've seen it on the highlights, how he manages to kind of get that away off the outside of his right foot facing towards goal, you know, maybe Marvin Eck Potato can uh, 
can take a, a bit of a lesson from him on that one. <laughs> I love that. Uh, 55th minute, Jada Silva has a good ball in and Wells' head steers it over. But again, we get a, a good cross map from Jada Silva. And I think Wells is just a little bit too far ahead of the ball to get the uh, the required angle. Yeah, a little bit and, and was disappointed with it. But it was another cross that is in the right area and gave him something to attack. It wasn't, you know, over hit, like I said, or it was a, a really good ball and, and following on a strong, strong half from, from Jay, wouldn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that muscle memory is locked in now to Jay De Silva's left, left peg. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get a few more of those in the, in the, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, you'd look at it, wouldn't you? And think to yourself, what what a delivery? What did I do? And that's now, yeah, yeah. In, in your mind to do it. So yeah, hundred percent. Okay, fifty seventh minute. It's Conway coming off um, and Semenya coming on. There was a few occasions in the first half where it seemed like Nigel Pearson was getting on Tommy Conway's back. Um, but uh, yeah, he Semenya obviously on the bench. You need to get him on the pitch. It's just a, for who he comes on for, and the fact that Wells had scored. Um, obviously that was that was fresh in the mind and and Tommy's had a, an absolutely blistering start to the season. I think Matt, you said he's man of the match four out of the eight games this season for us. So, it was for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely fantastic start and it it's uh, interesting to see what happens. But we'll come on to Blackburn um, uh, at the end of the podcast. But uh, Semenyo comes on sixtieth uh, minutes. Naismith with a wayward pass and Huddersfield are in. And Bentley forced to make a great save. And Dave, we we saw a couple of risky wayward passes from Naismith so far this season. No no bones about it. He's brought quality delivery leadership to the team. But there is that just <laughs> that that risky pass that we keep seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm a centre half, and it, you know it, it doesn't sit easy with me. But I am in the camp that says. This is the way we're going to play football this season. We're going to have to grin and bear it. You know, we're going to have to occasionally accept that he's going to cock up and, and you know, and we're going to concede a goal or whatever. Luckily, we, we, we didn't last night. But I think the positives in our overall play massively outweigh the, the negatives. You know, it will cost us the odd point here or there. It has cost us all, all, already. But I think it's vital that. He continues to play that way. It's vital that he continues to not good passes. His passing wasn't, wasn't that great last night, actually. But but generally, you know, the number of times he just puts a calm foot on the ball, allows people to make you know angles for him is is so key to the way we're going to play this season. And you know, I I, I just have to accept it. Yeah, Matt, are you in that camp in terms of Naismith? We the 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 pros massively outweigh the the couple of cons, but um, yeah, surely and you can see on his face immediately he knows what he's done wrong. He tries to tries to atone for the error, etc. And um, yeah, he will look at that and hopefully it will reduce. I'm I'm massively in the the positives outweigh the negatives, um, and it's the way we want to play. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But from his own personal point of view, he does has has to be a little bit tidier with those moments. He's he's got to recognise himself because that that last night was just um, it wasn't even poor execution. It was just poor concentration and a poor decision. You know, to play it. I, I used to tell my under tens, you, you don't play the ball across your box like that. You know, you've you've, you've got no need to. But he's trying to open it out, and you know, as, as we say, playing the right way. So. 
yeah, I, I we, you know, I, I wrote about it the weekend. We have to accept this exactly like Dave said. It will cost us this season, but you have to look at it and say, but what a difference it's making in the way that we're playing. It's a more front foot brand of football, and a lot of that stems from Naismith. So yeah, yeah. it's not not kind of a free pass at it because he he has to improve on that because that could have been even on Saturday, that could be three games where he's cost us points in eight games or seven league games. So. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I'm I'm a massive Naismith fan. Yeah, it's a bit of a quandary, but um, yeah, absolutely, definitely a big Naismith fan. Right, 63rd minute, Wells wins the ball well. Great, that's my phone. It <laughs> Wells wins the ball well. Great strength, feeds Sykes and Semenyo can't quite get anything on it, and it's a corner. Um, and from the corner, shots, uh, Scott's shot is off target. Like that's a hell of a mouthful. That's 63rd minute. I'll scrap that one. Right, <laughs> moving on. 66th minute, Scott off, Williams on. Any surprises on that one for you, Matt? I think he took a knock, Scotty, beforehand. Um, so I think that that was coming. But but I also think we were not not losing control, but it just an overrun isn't the right word. But I, I thought they were starting to get stronger in the middle um, and have more of the ball. And, and he'd been talking to Joe Nigel Pearson had been talking to Joe mm. Williams for a little while. So I wasn't surprised. And um, again, if he was fit, he wasn't taking Matty James off. Um, what it worried me tempo wise again, um, because Scott does, you know, he he is looking to drive forward in, but yeah, it, it didn't surprise me that that was the change that Pearson made. Okay, sixty eighth minute, it's great battling twice in succession from James creates an opportunity for De Silva to whip a low cross in, and Semenyo tries a Cruyff turn shot, but it doesn't come off. You know, wouldn't be surprised if it did come off, to be fair. But signs there, Dave, from Matty James of, uh, you know, he was he won the ball and then he whipped in and hooked the ball out to then set Jay De Silva off. Yeah, I thought he had a really good comeback last night. I think he's. He's never going to be a player that's kind of a, an eight or nine out of ten. You know, I don't want to prejudice your your ratings later on, guys. But, um, but I think he's he's steady, and, and I thought I thought we had a decent game in there last night. And that that little spell kind of typified for me what he's about, and it's about good positioning. So much as we criticise Han Noah at times for kind of herring around like a like a loony, he you know Matty James is. The player who kind of stays in position tries to anticipate where he needs to be when that when that ball drops, and I and I don't think we give him enough credit for that. And say, so, well, he's not mobile. Where actually, I think he he does his mobile stuff, trying to anticipate where the ball's going to drop. And uh, yeah, they, there was a couple of we we really kind of pressed them in, didn't we? And he won the ball back a couple of times, and we we created you know scenarios where you know we 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 might have created off of it. You know, had Antoine's little kind of drag back, whatever gone in. It, yeah. Think you know I'd have gone more more mad than, than anything. <laughs> yeah, great variation on the cross as well from Jada Silva, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but he, he had a really good game and and was influential, which is in and in the right areas you want to see. Mm. And and you know I've talked about Matty James's tempo. Dave Dave is spot on um, in terms of what he brought and that particular passage of play. He was excellent, winning the ball back, real, you know, very Masengo-like in terms of hurrying them in to sort of making a pass, putting his toe in. So, yeah, credit where credit's due last night. Um, yeah. And that 79th minute, there was a real Bristol City moment for Huddersfield. When Huddersfield hit the post, then it's put straight up the other end with Atkinson hitting a 40-yard pass up to Semenyo. 
He's only one thing on his mind here. He's cut inside, smashes it right-footed into the top corner for 2-0. And Matt, the game changes, you know, the game can change in seconds. Huddersfield almost score, hits the post, it's up the other end. And Semenyo does what he's been doing and, and finds the top corner with pace. I mean, he, he nearly took the keeper in the net with it. Yeah. Um, it, it was such a an incredibly powerful shot. And, and um, the, the group that I was sort of sat with, I could, I can't, I genuinely cannot remember a Bristol City player that can hit the ball that hard, not from a dead ball situation. Yet. Yeah, Walsh used to sort of smash him in, you know, going back, Jimmy Mann, Norman Hunter. But Stamenia just seems to have this unerring, you know, ability that it was just incredible, wasn't it? What a goal. And, you also then thought, oh, God, I wish I wish we were playing Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might have added a few mil onto him, but you know, again, if you're if you're a panicky chairman in the Premier League, maybe maybe Bournemouth, you must look at that and think, God, this this kid scored. He's come on three times as sub and scored three goals, and look at that for a shot. Look at that. You know, Dave said the drag back effort that he had, and he looks physically so strong at the moment that. Yeah, I, I I hope we keep him, but what a goal. Dave, could you put a little montage together of Semenyo's first three touches and put that on Twitter? <laughs> That'd be very harsh on him, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, and not the goal. Leave that bit out. But uh, yes, Dave, what, what a strike. The thing for me, it's a side foot. It won't, it won the laces. It just generates so much pace off little back lift. And I think... That's probably what he's evolved in his game in the in the last you know, twelve or so so months is when to shoot, but also not try and hit the ball as hard as he can because actually it's a bit like when you know if any of you play golf sometimes trying to hit the ball at ninety percent you hit the ball further than when you try and hit it you know one hundred and fifty percent and I think that's a bit like that with Antoine and he gets his accuracy from that as well you know as he's running through I'm going. Do him, do him, because yeah. I, he, you know, there's no way Tom Lees is gonna gonna stop him, and I think Lees try tries to almost show him down the down the line onto his left foot, but then again, he's you know, if we look back at goals at Fulham last season, you don't want to show him onto his left foot either. And I think that's the beauty; he can go either way, yeah, and it was yeah. a yeah, it was a hell of a strike. I won't swear on the on the on the <laughs> show, but uh, it, it was one of those thunder expletive uh, shots when the, the keeper was taken into the back of the net. Yeah, I don't know if you've listened back to it yet, but the commentary um, from Tins on Robin's TV, he, he knew exactly what was coming. Um, and a great a great bit of commentary from Tins on that one, Matt. I didn't, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't listened to it, but um, yeah, I can, I can imagine. And like Dave said, you, you can't show him on the other foot because yeah. it's, it's equally as powerful. And, and I mean, I'm saying about how hard it is and whether there was anyone else. There definitely isn't any other City player I've seen in my lifetime that can hit it as hard with both feet. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a brilliant goal. Brilliant yeah. goal. Okay. Uh, straight after that, it's, um, well, the sub, subs are ready to come on at this point. Uh, it's Wells off for Martin and James off for Masengo. So, 80th minute, Matt, those two substitutions. Any qualms? Um, I'd like to see Naki stay on. Just, just because of, of the performance that he'd been putting in. But again, Chris Martin gives you a different option, um, holding the ball up. So, yeah, you know, you, you can understand that. And maybe there was an element of give Naki his moment as well. It's just a bit of a shame that 
as he's walking off, we're still celebrating the goal. So yeah. <laughs> he's not kind of quite got that moment. I'm still the... making my notes on the goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and and with Matty sort of coming back in to, to get 80 minutes after sort of you know a, a half on the weekend, um, yeah, it made made sense to to, to take him off, didn't it? Okay, um, 82nd minute, it's another chance for Huddersfield, but it's just a good job they can't finish tonight. I can't remember the exact uh, chance, but it was definitely a very good one. Um, and then the 88th minute, it's a, it's a great cross whipped in, and uh, Rob Atkinson, I, I was celebrating that, that one, thinking it was a goal, Matt, but uh, great save from the keeper to hook it off the line. We actually thought it was in... Um... From, even with the save, we thought it was still gone over the line and we were looking at the ref to sort of see if it had goal line technology sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good header. And, and you know, I talked about Jay. Rob Atkinson is is at the top of his game at the moment as well. He didn't have a great game on Saturday, to be fair. But um, yeah, it, it, he was really unlucky with that. And to be fair to the keeper, who'd had a couple of dodgy moments. It was a really, really good save. Yeah. On Rob Atkinson, Dave, we saw him start really well at the beginning of last season. Then he got covid I never really found his form, but this season he's certainly hit the ground running. And I think Tins even said in commentary, um, someone was saying that uh, Atkinson did really struggle with COVID at, uh, for lion's share of last season. But in a way, it, it sort of cemented his position this season and didn't put him too much in the shop window last season like it did Adam Webster. I'm not comparing the two that much, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's made a really strong start to the season. He looks really, really solid. Um I, I agree with Matt. I think he had a he had a tough game on 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 Saturday, you know, for perhaps the way Blackpool set up with like Medina and then Bowler cutting cutting in on his side as well. It's probably not going to be an easy afternoon for him. And uh, I don't think he had his best game. I still think he was okay, but you know, you know, not not hit the heights as he has done in all the other games. And uh, yeah, he looks really strong. Looks confident on the ball as well, um, and he's he's one of those deceptively quick. I'm not sure, I'm not saying he's electric or anything like that, but he does get up to kind of full speed quite quickly. Um, and you know, there's not many you know players that will run you know knock it twenty yards past and beat him. Um, and yeah, I've been really really pleased with how he's played this season. Fastest, fastest player in the pitch, the fastest in the club. <laughs> yeah, that's what Pat says. Fastest player in the club. He's not, but yeah. Yeah, I think Rennie, right. Rennie came out with that, didn't he, last, last season? Well, I think that's what, where Pat must have got it from, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I got it from yeah. the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe it's acceleration or something. Yeah. Um, right, 92nd minute, I don't want to labour the point, but there was another casual pass from Naismith that almost puts Bentley in a dangerous spot. Um, but yeah, by then it's only two minutes left. Um, and I'm sure Bentley will be cussing Naismith for that to try and take away his no- another clean sheet. But uh, yeah, it could, could also have led to an injury though as well because he had to really correct. So that, so there is that. that and Atkinson play as well. getting red card if he tries to pull him down. Yeah, yeah. but I uh, think as well that I'm not sure Bentley needs to go as wide as he does. Yeah, uh, I think I th- he could have I... stayed five yards narrower and got an easier yeah. pass off of Naismith. So maybe a bit of six one half dozen the other. Yeah. I don't understand that. And again, I know we, we want to play, but when, when Bentz gives the ball to Naismith on the edge of the six-yard box to then go wide in the area and get the ball back to then sort of knock it, I, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, different angles and whatever, but um, for me, I look at it and think, Christ, you, you're inviting it on a little bit and um, you'll then well out your goal if you scuff it. It's, it's a simple roll into the net, but again, goes back to the way we want to play, I guess. 
Yeah, cool. Okay, so yeah, a 2 nil home win um, up to, as I said, 7th in the league. Uh, so yeah, we're on the up and on to Blackburn. We'll come to that game in a second. Um, Matt, over to you for the ratings. Okay, challenge away, please, uh, lads. Um, Rubbish. Yeah, Bentley have gone 6. I didn't think he had a huge amount to do. But I suppose what he did do, he did relatively well. So you, you, you might argue above that. Um, Zach and and Carl, it, both of them. There were moments last night. Obviously, more more with with Carl than Zach. I thought Zach put in another decent performance. Um, mm-hmm. So I went I went six for Zach. With, with Carl, I've gone six, but I I was toying with should that be five because of those moments. But also, I'm still in the camp of but so much good stuff starts from him. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to overly criticize him, but yeah, I've got. I'm kind of in that that balance at the moment. I've gone. I've gone six. Um, and probably. That, yeah, I think the fact that Huddersfield didn't convert. Yeah, if they score one of those chances, then maybe I feel a bit differently. And yeah, it's, it's like anything in it. Sometimes was it Swansea last season? I think that under Martin sort of got caught in a few games where they were playing out from the back and the keeper got caught in. Yeah. But if you if you want to play that way, you have got to take some of the pain. So yeah. Um. Rob Atkinson, I went seven. Could even have been an eight. I thought I thought Rob had a really good game, really strong. It was a clean sheet that he's part of. Assist. Um, an, an assist, yeah. Um, well, did he? No, J.D. Silva. Yeah, first menu. Of course, yeah. yeah. Sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went seven. Um, Jada Silva, I went seven. Again, I've toyed with an eight. Um, and I, admittedly, I've literally done these this morning. So um, I thought it was, it was probably... Right up there with Jay's best performance last night. I thought I thought he was excellent. Um, it's got to be an eight then, if you're saying that. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm happy let, for you to let, challenge. Let, it. Uh, let's let Dave make a judgment on that one. Um, yeah, I think you know, if going by like ones and zeros, to have an assist on the end of it as well. Yeah, I think yeah, you can you can mark it up to an eight. Same. Okay. Yeah, it was it was good. Matty James, I've gone six. Solid Matty James performance. Um, you know, as I said, I do still think from a tempo point of view, it's different in there. But um, it, it was what I would expect from Matty James. Um, didn't didn't pull up any trees, but, you know, it's, it's solid like you would expect. Um, Mark Sykes, I went six and then I changed to seven because I did actually think he put in a huge amount of effort last night. Yeah, he's running three and, games as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but he, he he created a number of openings and he, and he just gives us a different option, I think, on the right because he's, whereas Wilson is, is pace, he's all about knock it and go and get across in. Sykes has got some real ability, hasn't he, on the ball. You know, he's clever with it as well. Um, so, yeah, so I went Imagine with there. Sykes when he starts realising that he can cut inside and start taking some shots. We haven't yeah. seen that yet, really, no. have we? No. Um, I'm just sort of comparing him to Scotty Murray and the fact yeah. that he used to get that sort of joy down the right, but then often cut inside and aim for goal as well. So yeah, yeah. it'd be great when when we start to see that as well. Yeah. Um, Scotty, I went six. I thought it was a, a good performance from Scott, but again, not, you know, um, I, I, there wasn't, wasn't huge moments in there that I, that I thought warranted a sort of a seven. Um, Andy Vyman, I can't, I've gone six, but then when I was talking about Sykes, his running was just non-stop. And there's the bit that you kind of expect that with Andy Vyman. Um, I felt he was he was 
a little bit wayward with some of what he did last night. He, he sort of some of his passing went astray a little bit, but it seemed a bit deeper as well. Yeah, he did last night, didn't he? Yeah, I'd be mm. interested from 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 Dave's point of view on that. So yeah, so I went I went six for Andy. Similarly, I went six for Tommy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't you couldn't fault his effort. It just didn't didn't quite work for him last night. And then for Naki, I went eight and man of the match. I thought he was he was clearly man of the match last night. I thought it was a superb performance. Yeah. Um, on, Dave, so, yeah. any, any challenges, Dave? You look like you're about to speak. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think, you know, they're all, you know, if you kind of say six is, you know, player earning his core, and I, I think yeah. you have to look at the overall game and not get too carried away by the 2 nil, but but also be pretty positive that there's no fives in there. No one yeah. even, well, you Naismith, you might have, like, he's the only one you've even deliberated whether he should have yeah. got anything other than the, other than the six. That, that's got to be pretty good, isn't it, to have, yeah. you know, sixes sevens and, and eights and not really any doubt about that it was a pretty accomplished performance really yeah what's the average matt on that uh so average 6.55 okay um which again feels about right and then for nige um i, I went seven it's a two nil home win i thought he got um you know people talk about his substitutions and i i've done as well but i, th- I thought he, he you know he got he got him okay last night um and it's if, if it seven games been, unbeaten. Yeah, if it hadn't been for Semenyo, having Semenyo on the bench and wanting to get him a good 30 minutes, then, you know, that, that change would have come a bit later in terms of yeah. Conway coming off. But um, yeah, yeah, sounds about right to me. Seven. Um, I think Nigel sort of said in the, uh, the press conference afterwards that it wasn't the greatest game. Uh, in terms of the way we played and the way we went about it, and if Huddersfield convert their three guilt edge chances, then you know who you, knows you, what the score would have been. You talk, you, it's different then, isn't it? But what I like about Nigel Pearson is he doesn't ever get carried away with a really good result, and he doesn't ever get carried away with a bad result. Um, he, he called it exactly right last night. There were some really good moments, and there were some sloppy moments. Um, but you know, it was about the result. So, yeah, he's. Um, I think this run at the moment and the way we're playing is starting to make a few people realise, do you know what, maybe with another transfer window as well in the summer with, you know, could be huge turnover next year. We might even see more improvement. So, yeah, who knows? Okay, uh, one quick message to read out from Adam Gould. Uh, Energy and pressing is so nice to watch. It's actually entertaining. After a slow start, we've played some lovely football again tonight and I enjoyed every minute. A great night down the gate again. Atkinson quietly getting better and better. Wells, man of the match. Sykes gives us balance, pace and quality in a position we were lacking very badly last season. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the sentiment, Dave, that we've spoke about for the last hour. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, you know, hearing the word press, because I think a lot of people think press is Gagan press, you know, and like like Liverpool play where it's like 100 mile an hour press. I think our press, when we've got it right this season, is because it's been a structured press, not necessarily triggering a really kind of high press. You know, I was really hoping that my voice uh, scout had updated this morning so I could I could check how many times Hog went long last night and also the keeper Nichols went long because I think we blocked them playing out. And and you said about Andy being a bit deeper. A lot of the time. He sat there on Russell when they had the ball to stop them playing in and also blocking straight balls into Rhodes, who quite often would, would try and come off of Naismith and try and link up. And that didn't happen very often. 
and we we just stopped them playing out and made them play long balls. And, and by doing that, I think it means our centre halves are probably more around the halfway line than twenty yards into our own half, and we actually kind of compressed the play a bit. It it reminded me a little bit of the way we suffocated teams in that little run in seventeen eighteen, leading up to the kind of Man United game, where I wouldn't say some of those performances were great, but the other team had to work ever so hard to get the ball off us. And I thought that was how we, we played a little bit last night and have done a couple of the other home games as well. So really, really nicely structured. Wells and Conway splitting. Vyman staying in the centre to make sure they can't thread anything through or come through the middle. And I, and I think it, it's, you know, it was probably one of the, the key parts of us being able to get the ball back and doing what we wanted to do with it. So I was well impressed. Excellent, yeah. Great summary. Thanks for that, Dave. Um, right, let's move on to Blackburn then, Saturday. Uh, in terms of starting lineup, Matt, to you first. What changes do you see? Um, is a massive quandary for him with Semenyo, Conway and Wells in terms of who, who that front two is. Um, so and for... Williams as well coming back in probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he will... I think he will start with Williams and James in the middle um, because, as I say, I think you really trust James. It would be brilliant if he went with Scott and Williams because, you know, that we, we want to see Scott playing in there. Up front, it goes back to what I said right at the start. The, the, the best combination for me at the moment on, on form is Conway and Wells. So I would still start Conway and Wells with Antoine coming off the bench. Um, plus, you know, we, we talk about managing Joe Williams as we've done. You still need to manage Antoine. You know, this is... I didn't see that he played many under-21 games, if if any. So he's played whatever it was, zero, yeah. So he's played, what was it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at Wickham. Mm. Um, you know, the, the weekend, another 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it was, and then the same last night. So I think we could afford Saturday, again, to keep him on the bench and then and then bring him on, potentially at halftime if he needs to, or, you know, a game with half an hour. So... But the key point. for me is the, the partnership for those yeah, two. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's a great point. And Semenyo coming on with half an hour to go with tiring legs as well. Yeah. That's probably the, the the best thing for him and for us at the moment, Dave, I think. Yeah, yeah I think the, the, the big questions for Saturday will be that slightly smaller turnaround time from a Tuesday night fixture and whether... You know, even players like Matty James might be, yeah. you know, he's, he's played half a game, he's played 90 and he's only got two days in, in, in between of which, you know, one of them will be a you know rest day or a very light day. You know, can it, can he go again on, on Saturday? And, and maybe it's Williams and Scott that, that, that play. Um, I, yeah. Sykes just come back from three, three games out suspended, obviously not, not injured or anything like that. You know, what did that take out, out of him last, last night as well? So I, I think, it wouldn't surprise me if there's changes on Saturday, just not to freshen it up a set, but just because there's a few players just have, you know, gone through a bit over the last, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, and it might have just caught up with them. So I guess Mr. Rennie, this is where he earns his corn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um and Matt, just very want to touch on Nathan Baker as well. Really sad to get that confirmation almost that uh, he has retired from football. Um, someone who's a fan's favourite for, for pretty much everybody in terms of the the desire and the the way that he goes about the game. Entertaining, you knew what you were going to get, 
pure passion and commitment and some some great tackles to boot. Yeah, I mean, re- really sad. And and first and foremost, obviously, wish him wish him well for the future. Um, it it was expected. I think it was the 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 kind of secret that everybody knew, but nobody sort of wanted to say. Um, there was a bit of me that that kind of hoped that he would have this season off fully recover and and potentially be back next season but obviously his health has to come first and because of the way that he played the game to have that I mean we, you know we were at both games where he, he he was stretched off the West Brom game I remember thinking I didn't see much in it that that you know and he, he then got stretched off and Sheffield United was was very different but you can't keep putting your your body and in particular your head through through that can you so a real shame for him and, and as you say a, a a fan's favourite, and you 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 sort of referenced it um, with a, a tweet into Jeff, very much like a Glenn Humphreys that just gave everything, mm. and almost you could see him charging across the pitch to make one of those challenges, you know. So yeah, a, a sad day, but you know the the right call for Nathan and his family, obviously, and we wish him well. Yeah, and it was also I compared him to Sean Taylor uh, as yeah. well, and on the Robins reunited with Jim Brennan and Sean Taylor, I remember Jim saying he would see Sean Taylor going in, and he's like, "Don't do it, don't yeah. do it," <laughs> absolutely yeah. crunch, crunching. Yeah. There was one. I did, I did wonder whether there was any, and I don't know what the the protocol is, but I didn't know whether there was any chance of him coming back, but playing with a headgear on. Yeah, um, and I don't know if. I think I have seen it on an outfield player. Yeah, I know, Raul, I know, Jimenez, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, I know Jimenez did, didn't he? Um, so I didn't know if that was an option, but obviously I'm not, you know, medically. You don't know what it was, uh, but yeah, it might have been. Uh, yeah, once you have a few bangs on the head, that if you get one more, who knows yeah. sort of what can happen? But Dave, just on on Baker, 148 club appearances, almost makes it to 150, four goals, um, and a, a great servant in sort of three stints, really. Yeah. It's- it's a massive shame, as you as you as you both said, and I, I feel more upset because I think last season, you know, that first third of the season before it happened, I, I thought he was almost back playing probably some of his best football yeah. in a, in a city shirt, um, and it's you know it's just very sad, you know, what what's happened to him. But you know, I've, I've tried not to get too involved in quite a lot of stuff, saying, oh, you know, why aren't we hearing stuff? Why aren't, you know, why, why don't we know about? It's a sensitive subject, and I think this is one where the club have, have, have got it absolutely spot on. And you know, wish Nathan all the all the all the very best in whatever he whatever he does next. It'd be nice to see him in football in some some capacity, yeah. but he might not have any aspirations for no. that. Who knows? No, and obviously it'd be nice to get him back down the ground at some point in the in the future, not imminently, but uh, just so mm. that we can have a chance to say say goodbye and thank you but um dave just to finish off uh just give your your twitter a shout out at fevs football for your football analytics is that something you've always been interested in doing i know you're a business analyst at heart yeah it it, it, it is i, I you know right boring the the, the the listeners back back when i was a young lad i did a level maston statistics if i could say um <laughs> and all of my coursework was sporting stuff so it was things like you know i did stupid stuff as well as to, to kind of prove some of the methodology around you know is the height of a goalkeeper correlated to the league position and it just so happened that arsenal won a title and john lukic was the, the <laughs> tallest keeper so there, there was that you know for all of you that go back that far so there, you know there was quite a strong correlation but um yeah no i've always been interested in it and you know i'm sure if i had my youth again i'd love to have gone in and done something 
of, of that ilk. Um, but yeah, it's very much a, a hobby that I, I, I enjoy. I enjoy you're, never, doing. you're never too old, Dave. Never too old. There's um, an, an analyst... money, though, isn't it? <laughs> an analytical <laughs> job. I don't know how many analysts there are at, at Bristol City. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's always really interesting to get that sort of insight, and it always makes me think slightly differently so thanks for uh thanks for doing the tweets um and yeah it's been it's it's great to have you on the podcast providing that analytical edge um uh, matt in terms of uh saturday we're up or up to up to blackburn up and to blackburn yeah with yep. spirits in the sky obviously blackburn are above us in the league Brereton scoring again last night and we'll be interested again. to see if he if he stays today for them won't they um, of course yeah if he doesn't have beard, haven't they Oh, have they? Yeah. If he doesn't, you'd you know, expect according to the, you know, the business. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, but, that is, you know. Oh, uh, right. I mean, I was watching that the Sky show last night. Um, and God, honestly, they sprout some rubbish, don't they? It's kind of um, <laughs> the interesting it, one was the fitting, Callum yeah. Robin, the Callum Robinson link, because I just don't I don't yeah. see that at all. Um I'm not even sure he's a Nigel Pearson type of player from a from a, and that's a bit unfair because I don't know him, but what I've seen on the pitch as a character, I'm not sure. Um so that's an interesting one, but you know, Gregor coming out last night saying he doesn't expect any any movement. That that changes, doesn't it? If someone comes in for thirty million for for Antoine, everything changes. So, but you, you're a th- uh, um, thank, thank you. Matt. So yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping for a quiet day. Um, I'll happily not take any incomings if that means we've not had any outgoings. Um, Although I'd also happily take Adam Webster going to Man U for fifty million and Josh Brownell <laughs> going for thirty million somewhere. So yeah, yeah, a bit of money in the Josh Brownell's a chance. I think he's he started off so well that yeah. you would think there's a chance that a Premier League club would would look at Josh. Yeah, absolutely, shall be an interesting uh, remainder of the day for more reasons than yeah. one. I just want to touch on um, Harland as well. I, I've described him, uh, you know, I used to be a gamer before I had kids, so I used to play Pro Evolution Soccer, and you get to create a player. And he's basically someone that's, that someone has created and given them 99 on every attribute and yeah. made him, like, seven foot tall. It's frightening, isn't it? I haven't seen the, the hat-trick from last night, but the right. hat-trick on the weekend, he just demands the ball, and then it's almost like there's nobody around him, Dave, to actually even challenge him, and he just slots it in the goal. Frightening. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I've got, I, I watch very little Premier League football these days. I try and consume as much EFL stuff as I as I can. But you can't. Yeah, not, what, uh, you, can't you can't. But not watch that. <laughs> he's a bit of a he's a bit of a beast, isn't he? You know, he does. He, he scores goals that you think. Yeah, that that's just. I, I'm, I'm not sure where that's come from. He's yeah. he's kind of almost like the as you say, he's the the perfect footballer in the in in, in many respects. Yeah, we've, we've um, got our own now, haven't we? Antoine's kind of Antoine's there, the, yeah. the championship version, isn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah. so, isn't it a shame that the fact that he was actually born in Leeds that he chose Norway <laughs> to play for? He's he scored. He's played twenty-one games for Norway and scored twenty goals. You know, yeah. imagine him and Harry Kane up front. Yeah, for England. Yeah, he's out. Leave Kane out. Yeah, he's interesting. Interesting. Right, we'll leave it there. Right. Thanks so okay. much, everyone. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And we will be back uh, Sunday, probably, for the Blackburn pod. Take care, everyone. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.
I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. I ain't your fool If you stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here So